Hey there. My name is Adrienne Lopez and I'm an integrative awareness coach. And I'd like to welcome you to episode 24 of the Mind Heart Space podcast. Now, usually I just record this uh, weekly podcast, but today I'm recording it and I am doing a video because I want to start sharing it with more people on my YouTube channel. So I started my YouTube channel just a couple months ago and uh, haven't been real consistent with it, but really excited about getting it off the ground. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please uh, pop over to YouTube, Mind Heart Space, and take a moment to subscribe if that feels good to you. Give me a thumbs up and or share. Really appreciate your support. Today, the name of today's podcast is um, I had it all planned before I came on but um, I think I will just be in the flux in the flux of life and this was inspired from some work I've been doing around re- programming my mind and not just my mind but my physiology because a lot of our thoughts actually all of our thoughts are connected to biological responses and emotions and they're all woven together into like little packets in our body all the way down to a cellular level so I've also been talking to one of my coaching colleagues about this. It's like, how are you supposed to step into possibility or a possibility that you've never experienced before if you don't know how it feels? And so this is where our imagination comes in. This is where the healing aspects of our imagination comes in to play. Little did I know, I always had a suspicion though, but when I became a hypnotherapist and went through my hypnotherapy training, it really became clear to me that the imagination is a treasure trove of healing and medicine. It allows us to reframe um, hurtful or restricting belief systems not just at an intellectual level, but at an emotional, somatic, um, physical level, where a lot of our memories extend and our ways of being extend past the intellect and are actually woven into our physiology as unconscious triggers and responses to situations in our life as they unfold. And many of these Uh, responses, automatic responses, happened below our conscious awareness and they happened outside of our intellectual grasp, most often in response to our need to survive as children. And considering that our mind and our intellect and our cognitive functioning goes through a whole developmental stage um, as a 
children, we don't have uh, the fully developed prefrontal cortex and executive function needed to prioritize, um, to put into proper context and process events that occur in our life. And most likely, uh, the adults around us did not have the skill either to help us or support us in processing um, what at times can be overwhelming or scary emotions in our body that can feel overwhelming, especially for little nervous systems that are in the process of like a tender um, developmental developmental growth period and as we're very young um, we are processing and taking in information at a different level as we are at any other time in our life so um, you may have heard that the best time to learn a language is between one and seven because at that time we don't have all the uh, filters all the judgment, all the analytical um, instructions of our ego put into place. So we're just like little sponges. We just take it all in. We absorb things un um, uncritically. So without judgment or um, putting things into in a way that makes it difficult to retrieve. So, um, and also at this time, we are developing our sense of self, our sense of, um, you know, what's appropriate, what's socially acceptable, and largely reflecting um, back to the emotional responses of our caregivers and the people around us that are sending us these unconscious messages through emotion. So as you may know, the quantum physicists say that you know, everything's energy. And so, for example, when a baby's in a room and two parents are fighting, they might not necessarily understand the language of their parents, but they understand the energy. And it's that energy of emotion that's being communicated all the time that's under the surface of our consciousness. And so I'm speaking to you about this today because I wanted to talk to you about uh, creating opportunities for you to step into a possibility that never, that you may have not experienced before or that never existed for you before. So for example, you know, how does it feel to be a millionaire? And um, for those of you that have never been a millionaire, it's an interesting activity to imagine what it would be like to have a million dollars in your bank account. What it would feel like, right, in your body. And so I've been doing um, this kind of work more in depth lately. So I'm really interested in exploring this and I've taken this on as studying qualities of I guess I should say studying qualities that I would like to embody more in myself. And then finding people, as I mentioned, I think in one of my 
finding people that really exhibit that quality and studying them and then work on channeling that through my body like if I was someone that really was in touch with trusting life like what would it feel like to really trust life to really have faith in the process of life so I was working on that in September and this month of October I took on the quality of harmony. What would it feel like to be in harmony? And it coincided with Libra because Libra is the sign of balance and we're in the sun sign of Libra right now. And so what does it mean to have harmony? And for me this is also related all of these qualities are related in some way or another to having an abundant lifestyle, to fully inhabiting and experiencing qualities that make me feel wealthy and rich and healthy. But uh, for the past couple days, I've really been working on um, financial wealth uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I have been very curious about my relationship to money and feeling safe. And this is all evolving at this moment where I'm in the process of relocating my home. And this requires me to sell my home. And this is, of course, related to assets. How we define ourselves through assets and money and ownership. And so I've been looking at this very carefully in regard to my sense of safety into that uh, part of me, which I refer to as my inner child. And also in regards to this ego construct that I created in order to protect that inner child from hurt or perceived harm or perceived danger. And so it's interesting because there are actually two sides of the same aspect of awareness. The inner child, which is pure innocence, who knows nothing but possibility, creativity, joy, and self-expression. And as we come into the world, we... Oh, sorry, my computer was... Um, was beeping, so I'm going to silence it. Um, anyhow, so... And then as we come into this world, we soon uh, realize that um, that's not always appreciated or available. And so um, we get judged or criticized or shut down because that pure expression of that childhood innocence and joy can be offensive to people who are themselves shut down. And so we start developing this ego structure begins to protect our inner child, but it's actually the same energy, just two sides of it. So anyhow, um, I have been traveling through time, timeline work, to this uh, part of me, this earliest remembrance of what it meant to have money, to be, to be with money. 
and um, the ideas around money, the emotion around money, the wounds around money, and how early they start. And this has all been in the service of looking at my unconscious physiological responses that come up outside of my conscious awareness when I have to deal with money, when I have to talk about money, when I have to charge money for my services, things like this. So, um, all in the service of clearing out unconscious responses around abundance, around wealth, around receiving, around worthiness, and uh, some observations that I've come to notice are um, that I began, I should say, I began to observe in myself uh, around money and the topic of money is fear. Fear of not having enough. Fear of not getting what I want. Um, fear of running out. And as I have done this timeline work, this self-work that I also do with clients, it's a matter of going through the different stages of development when those belief systems were installed and cemented into place. As a child, as through the lens of looking at the world as a child and what was available as far as context goes, in regard into looking and observing the reactions of my parents and their relationship to money and their wounds around money and their wounds around self-worth and having, you know, the freedom to have money without guilt or shame or embarrassment. And this, you know, it's a very deep work and it's very fascinating. Um, to see the different relationships with money that I inherited. And it's all, like I said, in service of going in and observing that moment that belief was put into place or installed. And seeing the belief system or the limitation of myself as a child who made decisions about the world that were not fully informed. So there's a sense of forgiveness, there's a sense of compassion. Um, there's a sense of um, letting go and um, moving out world energy that's been there for many, many years. And so that's one aspect. Um, I also see a sense of, um, in, in addition to the fear, there's also, there was also a layer of unworthiness. And of course, that's also related to fear. Like I'm not worthy enough to have what I want, or I'm afraid that I'm unworthy enough to have what I want. And so all of these belief systems are encoded with an emotional layer that has to be gently and lovingly attended to and then cleared in order to make space in the nervous system for a new uh, response to wealth and abundance and happiness and worthiness. 
And so this is the kind of work that I do with clients to help them, um, again, to embody a new relationship to anything in their life, whether it's finances or love. You know, we get a lot of messages, painful messages around relationship and love. And of course, this affects our work and our health and uh, also our relationship to life and time and freedom. So while many of us were taught to compartmentalize different parts of our life, underneath it all, the roots are intertwined, connected. So part of the reason why I wanted to call today's talk the flux of life is because I was referring to um, the flux in which, as a child, there are decisions made about the world um, that are based on a limited perspective of a child, and they're based on a limited experience, and they're based on a limited context. And they don't take into context the incredible dynamic nature of life and our relationship to it. And this is what I call the flux of life and being fully embodied into the flux of life. So we can begin to open ourselves freely in every domain of our life instead of resisting, instead of pushing away because of the fears that we have of what we think is true about the limitation of what we get to be. And so a lot of us won't even step into that work. We won't even begin to step into that realm because we don't understand the dynamic relationship that we have with the flux of life and that we are that. And so today I just wanted to share with you about a little bit, uh, about a little corner of this work and my personal unfolding in relationship um, to finance and wealth and what it means to receive and what it means to embody a new relationship uh, to wealth, to imagine new ways of being that never existed before and the importance that the imagination plays in this medicine, a self-created medicine for yourself. And so I think I'm going to leave it there for today. I want to thank you so much for stopping by and checking out my podcast today. And if you found something of value, please, you know, hit like or share or make a comment. I'm always happy to hear from you. Um, Also, if you have any questions, uh, please let me know. And if you're interested in finding out more about my integrative awareness coaching, you can reach out to me here, um, or you can check out my MindHeart Space website at www.mindheart-space.com, and you can book a a free 15-minute consultation with me, and we can find out more about how I might be able to serve you. Or you can check out my MindHeart Space Facebook page, and reach out to me there, and also see me on Instagram. All right, thanks again. It's good seeing you and connecting with you. (laughs) And until next time, please remember, 
what a valuable treasure you are. Bye for now.